honestly, it's even more frustrating for me because, like, and so you brought up. Um, Are you recording yet? No, um, but you brought up. We should be recording this, Brian. Of course, I'm recording. Um, <laughs> you brought up 2008 bailing out the banks. Um, like, how much did that cost us? Uh, and the the tarp. Tarp money to banks. So the tarp money alone was four hundred twenty-six billion dollars. Okay. So when we when we when we talked, um, hold on, I have to it, turn. the oh. whole oh actually it was about seven hundred billion dollars in two thousand eight was the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act. Okay. That hurts because when we would when we did the student loan podcast last, um, it was like four hundred and forty one billion would wipe out um, the twenty thousand all the federal yeah all the federals Um, if they were doing twenty thousand dollars a person. Um, I just man, again, not trying to be biased. Um, but think about how much progress you would see. And not only that, but like you would watch the middle class grow. And I'm not talking about growing over the course of like 15 years or 20 years. I mean, you would see a stark difference within five. Yeah. Because, and you would see the lower class this lower socioeconomic class mm-hmm. or it, it, it wouldn't just be growing because the middle class could boom so that's another thing it's like our population is going to start dwindling like they're seeing it in china right now mm-hmm. yeah where it's just become difficult it's like pronounced... for years they were having the one kid and oh yeah that, yeah, like, yeah yeah that stunted their growth and they're seeing it more and more and like our generation and younger or even, you know, some of the elder millennials to Gen X, like there are less and less kids. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is it's becoming so unaffordable to have children. Oh yeah. Like the fact that you have three at the at your age is like that's not common anymore. Well, it's and like it, and two it's, and done. And I it's, always said if we had a second, I'm getting snipped, I'm done. Well, and I mean like and it's so funny for me because like Anna and I have still yet to make love. Like all three of my kids were immaculate <laughs> conception. <laughs> I mean, that's um, at, at least. I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you, buddy. <laughs> at least that's what Anna says. <laughs> that's my favorite joke to tell at work. <laughs> They're like, "Wow, you have three kids." I was like, "Yeah, no, and I've never had sex before." <laughs> oh, you know she, what? She's gonna punch you. Oh, for sure. After hearing this one, I said something in one of our last podcasts, and I don't know if I showed or shared this with you, but um. My neighbor John, he he listens regularly, and oh uh, nice, hi and, John, hi John, um, and so why, why he, did you give that look? You said you were recording. I am recording. Oh, so hi John. Oh, dude, I don't know. My eyes go everywhere, Brian. Don't oh, you? Okay. Don't you? Don't you? John? Yeah, you looked around. I was like, well, wait, I, you said you were recording. Well, well, I'm trying really hard not to just stare just directly in your eyes and lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> don't you wink at me. <laughs> uh, and um, 
he he made a comment because I oh, shoot I don't remember what episode it was, but I made a, a joke, uh, and I think it involved Anna because he's like he's like ah yeah I'm sure I'm, I'm sure your wife probably wants to punch you sometimes, <laughs> and I was like eh, it's probably more than sometimes <laughs> it's probably all the time, um, <laughs> but um, gosh yeah. WT fuck. I, I, yeah. You know, this is one of the toughest things about, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it, it's, it's very hard for me to let facts or statistics or even opportunities for better education slide. Yeah. What I mean by that is, you know, when people are misrepresenting things, Mm -hmm. it is very difficult for me to just say, this isn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Like, no problem. Sure. I have a hard time pausing and just saying, fuck this, this conversation isn't worth it. I look at it as, hey, this is a great opportunity for a conversation. Let's right, have it. Right. And I know we spoke a lot off air about, you know, my own relationship and conversations that I had mm-hmm. uh, tonight. And, you know, um, one of those lovely marital conversations that you have from time to time. That, yeah, that, are, they, that they did not tell the you about. The temperature's dialed up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And so it is very difficult for me to do that, not because I want to be right. I just want – sometimes it is like I think I'm right, and I want people to understand, like, you just – you're not wrong because you're dumb. Yeah. You're wrong because you didn't you didn't research this. You didn't – look into this more you saw a tweet and took it as gospel or you saw a tiktok and it was gospel or so and so said something and so you believe it and like you know that's like my biggest thing with like QAnon or maga or whatever it's like the acceptance of a headline without doing any due diligence or research or trusting certain sources and just letting anything they say go Mm-hmm. You know, like a Sean Hannity or a Tucker Carlson, it's, it's very frustrating for me. And so I want to use that five minutes that I have, hour that I have, to have a conversation. And I like the conversations to be direct rather than, um, you know, overly gentle where it doesn't, like, actually accomplish anything. Like, if I'm just going to, like, well, you know, there is this other thought that, the earth isn't flat. It's actually round. Like, I'm not going to have that conversation. Like, there's absolutely no truth to the earth being flat. And we have to, like, acknowledge that. There are certain things we have to acknowledge before continuing on with the conversation. You want to talk about, um, um, I don't know, any topic that's really tense, abortion, guns, whatever. There's certain things that you have to acknowledge as fact before you move on to anything else. Because, right. yes, there's a lot of gray area and room for your opinion. But if you're going to deny facts, like, it's, you, it just irritates the shit out of me. 
And then I want to continue having like a really, and I, I keep pushing like, no, this is a fact, please. I want to listen to you. I want to support your opinion. I want you to feel heard. Yeah. But give me something that gives you reason to believe this or at least start to accept that maybe you are incorrect and it's worth looking further into. That's what I look for. And so I want to afford people space to have that conversation, but you got to give me something where I'm like, okay, well, that, you know what, maybe my point is wrong, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I want to be proven wrong. I, I kind of have that scientific scientist mindset where it's like, okay, my hypothesis was right. Now it's my job to go prove it wrong. Like, how can I prove it wrong and say that was just a one-off? And so like when talking about, you know, the student loan forgiveness, like we know what happens when there's more cash velocity in the economy. We know what happens when we tax the higher brackets at a higher rate. And that brings more revenue in to be distributed more equally to the masses at whole, like we know. And so you have to acknowledge that, you know, Eisenhower, a Republican president, had one of the most progressive tax systems, and that was led to one of the most, um, uh, you know, fruitful economic periods in American history, and that Reagan took all those away. And what that did was allow businesses to capitalize and profit more than ever before, but did that really benefit our economy for sustainability? Did it really benefit us as a people? And so, like, I like having those conversations, but I think for me and something I recognized a little bit tonight or what was brought to my attention was I push really hard on conversations. Like once we're in, like we're in and it's going to be direct and it could get uncomfortable, but I look at that uncomfortability and that little bit of pain is like this opportunity for growth. And like there's there's something that comes of it then. Well, and and that's an interesting point too, because like something that I've learned um, being married is like there comes a time where conversation is not the answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's that time like, yeah. Um, I don't think Anna will get upset if I say this. Um, there's times where like Anna and I will be arguing um, uh-huh. and she just, she needs her time. So she'll, she'll, she'll leave the room and it's something that I'm used to now because at first, like I I would always chase it down and I would say, no, 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 we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this right now. This is a conversation we need to have. You need to hear what I have to say. I have to listen to what you have to say. Um, but like either way, I need to get this off my chest. We need to understand each other. Um, but there, I think I, I, that's something that I think that I've really learned from Mana is that like. There are times just like, you know what, let's pause. Let's pause. You know, we've had our fights where it's like um, late at night and like, it's just like, you know what, let's just go to bed. Give me a kiss. Because like, even if I and I were fighting, like, it's always, I love you, kiss goodnight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's not like, a, you know, a, a full on like peck, but it's more of like, you know, I get I get to kiss her cheek. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But, um, but regardless, like, I think there is a time and a place for that. The one place that I don't agree with that is like, I feel like 
for the most part, you can really push any conversation politically. Um, because I think it's not only good for like, say you or I, where like we're comfortable having this conversation. Um, I think it's good for people who are not comfortable having this conversation. Like, no, 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 I, I, I disagree with that. And here's why, as long as you're staying polite, pleasant, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that it's okay. Um, you know, maybe there's a rare occurrence where things are getting heated and it's like, all right, well, you know what, it's time to shut this down. And I know how much you hate the whole agree to disagree. I do too. I do. I do too. But like, you know, maybe not end it like that, but you know what? Listen, I, I, I really, I, I see that you have some very strong opinions. I don't think that we're really in agreement on anything, you know, Yeah. but I, I, and I think here's the caveat, like, you throw this in like, you know, but maybe maybe we can have this conversation again sometime. You know, I think that that's like such a big, a big thing to be able to like keep it, keep the conversation open without really like yeah. continuing it, you know. Um, that's really interesting. I, I fully agree with everything you said. There was one thing you said that kind of struck me. And I don't mean to get like all like, let's dig deeper into that like but it was you said i would push further for the conversation so that we can understand each other but i think the reason you push is so you feel understood and there's a difference like yeah yeah if you're pushing for it, like it's like you feel like you haven't been understood yet like you've given the effort to understand but the reason you want the conversation to keep going is because you want to feel understood. And that's something that I am very, very similar in is like, no, I feel I've given the space to understand and really collect. And like, I will continue to process and understand it, but I don't have feel, I haven't felt hurt on my end. So we need to keep having the conversation. And the other thing you said was sometimes like the conversation just doesn't need to be had and i agree like there are times where you just like need so i used to be like you the chaser in you know the argument or whatever like you know whether i was right or wrong like i pushed noel my wife to have the conversation with me and it it was very uncomfortable for her and she had never been like that. Like, you know, and you know, part of that was like the maturation process of her, the maturation process of our relationship. And then, you know, I did that for a long, long time. And so I became the one that would start retreating a little bit more. And now I'm trying to get back to where I'm the one pushing for that conversation. But for me, I, I don't want, to stop and just be like oh like no 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 you need your space or like if the conversation starts like she'll start a conversation and i'll be like okay now it's my turn to speak and she's like i don't want to have this conversation anymore i'm like yeah that's not fair and so i will push to have that conversation till i feel heard and that's not always the most constructive thing like you said like sometimes you gotta actually pull back and just know when to say like not not quote unquote like concede or give up or you know take the l per se 
it's not about that. It's just like understanding the bigger picture. Like this is the woman that I want to spend my life with. I, I made promises. I want to keep those promises. I, I enjoy keeping those promises. And so I need to fulfill those things. Uh, and I want to, so this little fight is a blip in the almost decade we've spent together and the next three or four decades we're going to be together. And I'm going to have the last laugh because I'm eight years older. She's going to have to wipe my ass. And so, you no, know, I'll wipe your ass, Brian. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'll probably, I probably will shit myself if we're going into the Grand Canyon, but I'm going to be holding you. So, Oh dude, we're going to do no, that. That's the whole point of the Grand Canyon. For anybody who's tuning in for the first time, (laughs) I convinced Brian to um, rent a fast car. Um, No, minivan. We're taking the the mm, top off the minivan. My bad, my bad, sorry. We're renting a a minivan. Definitely taking the insurance out on it. Um, Because there's going to be a point where I'm just like, all right, you know what? Pretty soon here, my health's going to start declining. I don't want my family to have to take care of me. So we're going to rent the minivan, and we are going to build a ramp and try to jump the Grand Canyon. Obviously, this will be futile. Um, Obviously. So. Or will it? I don't it know. Might not. As, as my six-year-old says, Daddy, you never know. <laughs> I like that attitude. Oh. You never know. Did I, did, did I tell you actually I want to share this on the podcast I don't know if I told you this even yet yeah. so they choose children at um, the elementary school that um, our kids go to and um, they get to choose I I think it's like maybe eight students overall maybe less I don't know but anyways they choose students to lead the Pledge of Allegiance the council meetings so it's like once a month and Benjamin was the kindergarten uh, child of choice. And so the 24th of this month, Ben will be um, leading the council meeting in the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, you know what? There, A, that's not a surprise. Uh, he's a really <laughs> good kid. Like, I'm sure... He's got some charisma. Know, his testing scores and everything are just wonderful but like he's just a good human um i will say i know for a fact it's 12 students oh nice nora will be there and i'll be with you no shit is this real is this happening yeah dude we have great kids (laughs) ben is gonna be for those listening that was completely unplanned ben's gonna be so pumped yeah he's gonna be so pumped did your wife show you the picture of him and Nora holding hands when Noel picked up Ben for me? No. Oh, it's a great Fuck. picture. It's a great picture. I got stuck at the old endodontist, and um, uh, Brian's wife was kind enough to pick up Benjamin for me. Um, and, like, the whole time I'm sitting there, like, finishing up my appointment, and she's sending me pictures of the two of them, like, holding hands. And... Uh, so, you know, I, I, I rushed back to the house afterwards because I'm like, oh, my gosh, because, you know, no, I thought Noel was going to bring Ben here. 
And so mm-hmm. I, I show up here. My mother-in-law was here watching my two youngest boys. And um, I roll up to the house and I'm like, man, like Noel left quick. That's weird. Um, like I, I made good time. I thought she'd still be here. And I walk in and, and Ben's not here. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, where? Like, did they walk? Did they? She forgot him. He was just sitting there swinging <laughs> on the playground. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and so um, then I, I look at my phone and I see there's a text from Noelle and she said, Ben wanted to come to my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which I just thought was so sweet. So I went in the cabinet, grabbed a couple of oatmeal cream pies, which is Brian's daughter's and Ben's favorite treat. And uh, went over and picked him up. Yeah, he. I actually, I didn't hear you pick him up. But he ran by, uh, and I was in, um, in like the spare room where yeah. I'm recording now. But it's where I also do my work when I yeah. work from home. I think it was a Thursday, or no, it was a Friday mm-hmm. or Wednesday. Uh, I was at home. It was a Monday. You were close though. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't one of the days I'm at work. I guess I should have just said. Um, and I was. I just wrapped up a meeting, and I was like, all right. And then all of a sudden, I hear, where's Uncle Brian? <laughs> I know that voice. Am I am I hallucinating? Yeah. So I open the door. I, I reach over, and there's Ben. He's like, hi, Uncle Brian. I'm like, hey, buddy. How are you? And like, I was literally yeah. just hopping into another meeting. And so like, <laughs> all the people had seen me because I was like, Hey, buddy, how are you? And then I look, and there's like three people just. Oh god! Like, hey. And I'm like, stop. Oh uh, god! No, I, I heard you in a me- I heard you in a meeting when I picked up Ben, because I was gonna just burst into the room, but then I was like, you know, yeah, I'm profesh as shit. Um, well, and then also it was funny. I had this background for my Zoom background during work because I didn't shut it off. Oh yeah. Um, right before, and I was like, oh, and I'm like wait is is that like your podcast and i was like yeah that's our our symbol and they're like no way that's so cool and they're like you know um you should leave that up as your zoom background and i was like uh yeah okay for this meeting i'm not going to for like meetings with like executives and stuff right right blur. yeah um but yeah it was pretty cool it's pretty God. cool seeing ben randomly yeah cool kid dude i'm so pumped i can't yeah, I'm, i have to we're, I'm, gonna be, I'm, we're gonna be there i'm gonna tell anna she's gonna love this yeah but not as much as yeah. me not as much as me yeah found out yesterday yeah because i i think it's on the 24th it's a tuesday yeah it is which is dope because i don't work tuesdays um, oh shit is that really a tuesday uh is, fact check me on that google it no it is i just did yeah and I'm in office on Tuesday, so I'll just have to leave early. Um, oh, I am missing that, dude. We should go out to dinner after. Well, she's going straight to dance. Right Fuck after. that! Fuck that! I'm canceling dance. I trust me. I would if I could. Is it, that oh, dance is not a cheap sport. Let me tell you. <sighs> Fucking dance, but, dude. And the funny, the, the funny, the funny, the funny thing is, you can dance for free. You can dance if you want. You can leave your friends behind. 
Yeah. Because you're trying to recall it. Yeah, because if, your, if your friends don't dance. Because your friends don't dance. Friends. And why does it go? You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. But if your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm glad you caught on to that and you just yeah. took it the distance. Yeah. Bi- Biodome. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love you even more. Uh, Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Dude, Polly Shore's best work. Uh, Free Mahi Mahi. What do you think it is? Is it his best work? It could be argued. I would say it's the Leaning Tower of Chisa. A goofy movie. Oh my god, I forgot that's him. It's the Leaning Tower of Chisa. Gosh. He did an interview on Joe Rogan that was interesting. Um, He's a very interesting person. Yeah, he didn't age well either. Uh, I mean, I think he's, I mean, considering how he treated his body. Yeah. He's 55, 54. Okay, then yeah, no, he's not doing too bad. I mean, he's all right. Like, yeah. No. I hope to look like that at 55. Mm. I'm, start, I'm going to start taking steroids at 50, so I'll, like, I'll look way better. Uh, yeah, just do... No, do HGH. Well, I'm going to do HGH. I'm going to do test. I'm going to do... You know, basically whatever I can get my hands on. I'm going to call that guy from Russia that helped them dope during the Russian um, Winter Olympics. Just because it sounds right. So it's interesting. He made a movie in 2003, a mockumentary, if you will, about it called Pauly Shore is Dead. And it talks about how he like basically fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And like because he was just completely out of the spotlight, people thought he was dead. And like, he runs into like Chris Rock and they're like, oh, I thought you were dead, like kind of stuff. Yeah. And for a while it made sense that people thought he was dead. Uh, real quick sidebar here. Did you um, read the most? A sidebar from the complete digression we've had so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't this... even talked Biden. <laughs> we're not going to get to it. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that later. Um. Yeah. Did you read the most recent New York Times article about George Santos? Oh, the uh, Brazilian the the woman claiming that she he was like robbing her essentially. Uh, okay, so maybe it's not the most recent. This is from, I think it's only like six or seven hours ago. Well, no, it's midnight now. Jesus Christ! God damn it! Oh, well, this one's from this one's from yesterday. I didn't read this one. No, this one's from today. The Santos lies were known to some well-connected Republicans. I did. Oh, no, I read that one, too. This one's different. Did you see even McCarthy said he should resign? Yeah. Yeah. And also, like... Mm, never mind. I'm not going to say that on a podcast. I'm gonna, oh, no. I'll, he said... Wait. I'm going to say... I'll say that after the podcast to you. Um, but... Um, 
No, it says he's standing by him. I thought I saw that he said for him to resign. I thought McCarthy did. Well, but he voted for McCarthy, or he was... Yeah, he yeah. He was pro-McCarthy, I should say. Um, but it, this is the most fucked up story I've ever... No, not ever, but this is a fucked up story. Um, Pretty fucked up for even American Congress. Oh, and, and, and can I say, because we were supposed to do this the other day and we didn't do it... Um, Brian, I just want to ask you a quick question. Sure. So, like, you know, you're a busy man. You know, work, super amazing podcast. Um, but, like... Top 5%. Dang, son. But if I just ask you, like, what do you like to do in your off time? Like, what do you really like to do, just you and your family? What's a good family day for you? We're usually, like... I think by the time we get home from everything or even like I'm done working and I've been at home, mm-hmm. we're usually just like shutting down. Like, yeah. So what we do is like, and I kind of hate it. I liked when we used to just eat dinner at a table, but like, that's when I was getting home at like four o'clock and like, nor wasn't in school. So it was like, just really easy to organize. Noel wasn't as busy, nor didn't have practices. So, but now I kind of like that we just all sit down and watch a TV show. Like we'll watch like Master Chef or New Girl. Yeah. Or likes New Girl, but like is now understanding a little bit about some of the more risque scenes, and so she's just like, "Oh, can't watch this." Yeah. And we're like, "Okay." But so yeah, what we like to do is eat dinner and watch a show together and just relax and be close. Oh. That's my favorite thing. Just being close. Yeah. Now ask me. Why? What's what about you? No, no. Oh, oh. What about oh me? Oh man. You know what? I'll tell you what. Like, um, back back when I used to get off at four o'clock in the afternoon, and um, uh, you know that was always that was always nice, and and my answer would probably be different then. But nowadays, like, just because I'm off later, I really uh, I I just like to uh, come home and and have dinner. And, and and watch a show like New Girl. That's exactly what I <laughs> Not exactly. It is it would not be uh, congruent, but similar. <laughs> um this is a skit, by the way. Um Brian sent me over a lovely TikTok the other day. Um, since we're talking about George Santos. <laughs> And this is from, like, I, I don't know at what point of the campaign trail this was on, but uh, George Santos and his um, opponent were on a morning show, and um, that was the question. What do you like to do in your family time? And it was an older gentleman that was running against him, and um, he said, you know, we're very simple. Um, you know, we like to throw on our sweatpants, and we go to the delicatessen, and we, we get sandwiches, and uh, we go home, we eat the sandwiches, and then afterwards we have Hagen Dazs ice cream. Um, and just, it, you know, it's honestly, it's a wholesome answer, and it sounds like a fucking great day to me. Um, Hell yeah! I love sandwiches, and like every once in a while, I like ice cream. I'm not a big sweets guy, but you know, I love ice cream sandwiches. Oh, dude, preach! Um, and so, so the the host is like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's such a great like um, 
such a great answer. Um, you know, Mr. Santos, what do you think? And he, I mean, his answer was so goddamn close. He said, well, me and my family, we like to put on our sweatpants and, uh, and, and have some food and, uh, and, and then have some haagen ice cream. And it was just like, what the fuck? They literally, and then the host is like, so at least we can agree on that. I yeah. Like, you're not going to follow that out and say. Yeah. Like, like the fact, the fact that he, the, the fact that he brought up like the sweatpants. Yeah. Like. Impressive. Impressive but or no, embarrassing? There was also another story. Um, a Brazilian woman is coming forward talking about how she she was kind of with him and he drained her all her accounts and pawned all her jewelry so that's in addition to the check fraud that he committed in brazil yeah um and all the i I mean i I don't i don't dude i mean but but how do you hold how do you hold him accountable right as a republican as a Republican, how do you hold him accountable when you didn't hold Donald Trump accountable for anything? Nothing. And so I don't. Well, well, okay, okay, okay. I, well, I had I had to think about that question because, like, um, when you said don't hold him accountable, I forgot that you said as a Republican, how do you hold him accountable? Um, oh yeah, I mean, we like there was impeachment process, but like. And well, obviously, you know, Mitt Romney voted to impeach, but like in general, the whole party never really blasted him for a lot of things until long after it was due. Like Liz who, Cheney and Adam Kinzinger yeah. were the only ones who and basically they saw the writing on the wall anyways. Who was it that wanted to do like they, they wanted to do like the uh, that was a piece of legislation. It was like the Santos something. Oh, that's that's on that's getting brought up now. Yeah, who was that that started that though? It was uh, it's literally the called New York Democrats. But it was like it, what is it called like the Santos Rule or Santos Santos Law or? Uh, so they yeah, so it's the Stopping Another Non-Truthful Office Seeker Act. Oh, that's not what it was before. They were—I thought they were naming it. No, after. no, 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 no. Listen to the words. Oh, Stop I just picked that another up. Another non-truthful office sticker. So Santos Act. If you use an acronym. God bless acronyms. Um, it would require candidates running a house or for a house or senate seat to provide information about their educational background, employment history, and military service. The bill would also establish a penalty of a $100,000 fine, one year imprisonment, or both, if someone lied about their credentials. I like this. I'm all in. How do you, okay. How do you, how do you say no to that? Or Democrat, how do you say no? You don't. You don't. The only thing, the only thing that people could get caught up on is like, well, no, how do you cut? No, no, you don't. No, you no. don't. You don't. You either got your degree from this institution yes. or you didn't. Yes. You can say, I went there, 
here are the classes I took, or you can't. And also, One or the other. also for $250,000 a year, Brian and I will do that job for you. $250,000 a year each. Government can pay us, and we'll fact-check all the candidates. Um, and, like, his responses are, you know, obviously very simple. It's like, yeah. I will not resign. I would be continuing to hold my office elected by the people. It's like, they elected you under false pretenses. Oh, yeah. They elected you thinking that you liked haagen and we don't even know if that's true. Yeah. And also, you might be. If, he's if, not Ben and Jerry's. If you do, he does not deserve it. If you do, what is your favorite Hagen Dazs flavor, motherfucker? Yeah. Oh man, Brian. Brian, I almost just said something that should not have been said on air. So I'm glad that my filter is working. But also, <laughs> it's funny. It is way too late for your filter to be working. Uh, you know, I've been taking my vitamins. Um, <laughs> and you had a a, a small. Portion. I almost said a small glass, and I was like, that was not a small glass, but it was a small portion in yeah. a very weirdly large glass. Yeah, to my, uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, one more thing. I was, so I, you know, I, we're, I, I don't know how we run through so much time. Uh, no so way. Quickly. Where are we at? What's the time? Uh, 40 minutes. That's just recording. Shut the front door. Uh, our Zoom call is at... Where do I see that, Brian? You're a Zoom caller. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't at, think they... Oh, you know, it's 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 uh at participants too. Um. <laughs> uh, well, it, if okay, you're so... recording it'll 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 show. Only oh, okay. I did. So I that's did, what you. I did. That's not what you it. were looking for because we usually yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight. Um. So I have to ask you this too. Um, actually, I could ask you so many questions right now. So big thing, big thing, big thing in Illinois right now for all of our Illinois homies. There was a piece of firearm legislation that just passed. What are your thoughts? So it it bans, you know. And again, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff here right now. So like, I'm not going to go super in depth, but um, bans a lot of firearms. And like, um, I, I read through. Not the full legislation, but I did read through the list of what firearms it's banning. Um, it's it's, it's somewhat similar to the uh, assault rifle ban they did in the nineties. Um, what was that under Clinton? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're banning like things like AR-15s, and then you know a whole like list of you know modifications and like yeah. high capacity magazines. Yeah. Like, reducing what kind of magazines could be sold. Yeah, ARs. Um, also, if you currently own some of these ARs, like they're not necessarily doing a buyback or like a confiscation. It's you right. have to register that with the state of Illinois in case it turns up like in evolved in a crime right. and like it got in it like and you never report it, like you can be held accountable. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of ARs, AKs, um, but it's beyond that. It's, you know, pistols with um, a magazine greater than 15 rounds. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically enough, there was, I don't remember exactly what it was. I know there was for sure one shotgun that made the list. Um, really? Yeah, Saiga. Saiga shotguns. 
Um, they're like well, super well known for like being very tactical. Sega. Sorry. Spelled su- spelled different. <laughs> no, I love that. And that was actually sounded really good. Very similar. My my, child, my childhood all just came back to me in an instant. Um, but it's S I S I A G A Sega, something like that. Um, but it, it it's a very long list. Um, and it's surprising. My question for you is this, and I think we've prob- yeah. probably had similar similar conversation about this before, but like, well, actually, this is gonna be a twofold question. One, sure. do you think that it will do any good? And two, do you think that it is, um, no pun intended, aimed properly? Ooh, great pun. Um, great question. I think. Well, here, here's, will it do anything? I think it will over time if they keep it in place and enforce it. Therein lies the caveat is already there's been a bunch of sheriff's offices saying they will not abide by it. Yeah, I know, um, I know, fact, Mc, I know McHenry. Yeah, McHenry, um, DuPage, uh, I believe Kane County. Um, there's one other that I saw for sure. Um, that was just the start. Um, it was funny. I saw the, the do page one posted, um, on Facebook and one of our wonderful listeners and contributors, even Heidi posted. So we're celebrating this because obviously the person was like, yeah, that's my sheriff. And the idea is a sheriff is put in to uphold the laws passed by the congressional body. Um, and they swear an oath to do so. And to simply say, I'm not doing this. And you just got put in office. Like, yeah. should it be celebrated or should it be questioned? Because at what point do you say, I understand pushing back and saying, like, I can't do this. I'm going to step down. Like, I don't believe in this. So I'm going to step down. This isn't for me. I will not stand by something. I don't believe in. And I would, 100 percent accept that yeah but you can't all of a sudden say i'm not going to protect this law because i don't agree with it or i'm not going to enforce this law because i don't agree with it like so i do question whether or not this will be enforced at all and so will it have any effect well it depends on if it's enforced um but even then is that the end all be all there's a lot more to this whole thing i think it's a really good step in the right direction illinois will be the ninth state to adopt a similar style ban of weapons and as we know the stricter gun law states do better in terms of gun deaths per capita so a lot of people go oh illinois has so many gun deaths not per capita well in I'll actually, um, I will ask for the uh, statistics on this, but um, uh, I have a friend who is a lawyer who, you know, as soon as this this law passed, I sent him over a message and I said, you know, what are your your thoughts on this? Um, And he said, I think that within a matter of, you know, six to seven months, it'll be overturned. Um, Yeah, there's, there was an article on that already in the Sun-Times. Yeah. yeah, and and he, you know, he um, explained himself very well, um, you mm-hmm. know, and he's a, a, a very intelligent man, um, 
and uh, he was just basically saying that there were he listed a bunch of other states that had tried to do something like this and it was overturned at the state supreme court level. Um, and he kind of just like shed a little bit of light on on, on everything like that. Um, and then, ironically enough, um, one of our longtime listeners, TC, um, mm-hmm. he brought. Hi, TC. Um, he brought something up to me, and he's like, and it was actually, it, I, uh, I think my comment to him was like, um, you know, hey, I should probably have you guys on, or have you on the podcast soon. Because um, it, it was very politically charged. Give me one second. Let me find this here. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Where is it? Oh, there we go. Um, okay. So, um, I asked him, I said, you know, well, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, and he said, it feels like a headline grabber, which will be reversed. Yeah. Which will be reversed. Um, and everyone will forget. Um, and you know, he brought up a bunch of other things, you know, he brought up like COVID and a couple of other things. Um, you know, but his his whole premise was that it's so easy to like lose attention. You know, in this TikTok, uh, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels generation that we live in, um, I feel like politically we've been like that for a long time. We're like, okay, this is our sixty seconds right now. It's already started. You know, we're banning all these weapons. But in a matter of a month or two months, that sixty seconds is over. Um, so I'm, I'm, me myself, I'm very curious. I would like to see what's going to happen and, um, and where this will go. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's a very interesting and relevant take. Like the idea that we just let things go and it's not necessarily I don't think it's not I, I don't think it's only because of our attention span. I think there's so much going on and it's a good it's point. Just, it's a lot to handle. It's a, a, a complete digression, but I, I saw Simon Sinek who I like a lot. I don't always agree with him, but he's um he's kind of like a motivational speaker. Um, he, he also talks a lot about like leading with empathy and like how to lead people and stuff like that. And he was talking about how three of his people quit. He was like, what? Like, and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm when they had their exit interviews, it's like, well, what's going on? Like, I'm burnt out. Like I'm just burnt out. And he's like, I know your workload. How can you tell me you are burnt out? And they said, it's not the workload. It's just everything else. And like other people who are overworked, then dump it somewhere else. Like the emotional aspect. And like, I think everyone is just a little bit burnt out. And what COVID did, not COVID, the the virus itself, but the pandemic it forced people to reflect and like really look at what is this whole like what is the purpose here why am i working so hard what am i doing and like 
it was so much simpler in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, obviously for certain types of people. But like economically, you worked really hard, but you had your home. Exactly. You had your dog. Exactly. You had your, your wife and kids, and you, you just did it. And yeah, there was economic hardships and, you know, there were layoffs, but oh, you go find another office job and it's like, everything's paying pretty much the same. The bosses make 10 times as much as you and that's it. Now CEOs make 325 times more than the, the, the normal average, the normal um, salary. And like, there's just this huge gap and like, people are starting to say like, what's the fucking point? And by, well, right. if enough people do that, the system has to change. So it's this almost aggressive apathy. And so that works economically because all of a sudden there's no cash flow. It stops. Doesn't work that way politically. You can't have aggressive apathy because the moment you're not voting, someone else is. And that's the big difference. It's like you have to stay active um, because that's that's the way to make it whatever you want to happen come to fruition. Whereas economically, you can pull out, you can strike, you can um, you know not consume certain goods and make an impact that way. It's actually by pulling out that you make your impact economically, but politically, you have to be more active. And so it's important to not let things just go. But I understand there's so much to not let go of. It gets very heavy. It's very heavy. So I guess, you know, talking about the app, the aggressive apathy and like, you know, pulling out, like, I think it's really important, like that you listen and, and you let us penetrate your mindset here and really grasp it. Like, you have an impact. So, you know, TC is saying like, it's very difficult for people to stay active. And it's like, listen, now more than ever, it's, it's time to rally together. But the more you feel a part of a bigger group, the easier it is to stay active. You know, if it's just a couple of people, it's not quite as engaging, but it is a massive group of people all coming together it becomes much easier to stay engaged. Well, I mean, that's so important, like, for everybody to come together. You know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, if you're not coming together, like, what are you doing, you know? Right. The Beatles wrote a song, Come Together. It it just puts it all in place for everyone. Right. And so... Well, I mean, I, I feel like that one, like, that one really hit the target, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a bullseye. Oh. Right there. In pool, it'd be right in the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, here we are. I don't know. We 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 said that, yeah, we're going to try and get it, you know, slide this in and have a podcast tonight. Talk a little bit about the whole Biden, you know, comparing Biden, you know, confidential documents that he kept versus Mar-a-Lago and stuff like that. Obviously between that and gas stoves that are that those are the two big talking points of Republicans right now. So I wanted to engage further and and penetrate that conversation as well. 
but we just got off on a tangent. But I think, you know, when we got off on that tangent, it was still a beneficial conversation. Oh, dude. So it's, it's, it's like, it's like getting a hole in one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes swing for it. And sometimes it just, it's in there. And sometimes it's super hard. You know, it's not an easy thing to do, but like yeah, because there's like a bend if you, to the left. Well, well, I mean, it's not really necessarily like which way it bends. You know what I mean? It's just like well, yeah, because there's dog leg left, dog leg right. When you're playing golf, it bends all kinds of directions. Yeah, but at the end of the at the at the end of the day, it's not about which way it bends. No, it's about getting it in the hole. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, cause I mean, if you're not doing that, like, what's the point? What's the point? I, I, I could not agree more. Yeah. Um, you know, pars and bogeys be damned. Just, just get it in and move on to the next one or do the same one again and get it right. I don't know. Anyways, it was a fun conversation and obviously we've had a little bit of too much fun at the back end of it, but, um, you know, and and that's the hard. Really like well, that's that's that that's part of the hard point too. Is like having fun at the back end. You know what I mean? Because like some people wanted to be very serious to the back end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was a great podcast, Brian. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you all enjoyed it. Uh, continue to like and subscribe and. Uh, help us out continue growing this podcast we will continue to try and put out the content uh as often as possible we we still try and stick to it two day two times a week even tonight recording super late after kevin had a long day of work and and i worked and my daughter's guinea pig died in my arms last night i wasn't gonna bring that up rest in peace rest in peace shugs um Mm. so you know Glad we still got the content out and glad we had a, a moment to talk with you. Um, so do good, be great. Love you Love guys. You. I can see you now with a party at. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saint Sats, bro, this is rock and roll. This is Sky Dog, Yellow, now Ronimo. This is Bye Bye, Tata, Audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why one's on the attack? my moves, added it and then you, they ain't heard a good move, well this what you gotta do, just break out.